are listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex in the city for the first time ever. Mostly, I'm Corey Cavan. My name is John Sieber. And I'm Kevin James Doyle. And today, again, we're doing something a little different. Getting wacky with it today. We are getting so... So we're getting, you know, we're really showing our personalities today. Ooh, and we're not, we're not just watching the show. We're starting to diagnose mm. uh, <laughs> things. We're getting doctoral on you. That's all. right. That's true. Yeah. Um, we, uh, some of you guys may have heard our uh, Sex in the City personality test episode where we did mm-hmm. Myers Briggs. Uh, we're gonna get further even into the personality realm of the ladies, and we're gonna do it today in the the personality. Uh, Enneagram. The Enneagram. Well, and we have an expert on it because last time it was just us rambling. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We on didn't the get, internet. We didn't and get no, Myers or Briggs. No on one learned us. anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just listened to us. People take, were more confused. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to hear us take tests for the characters. Yeah. But yeah, Kevin is right. We have a an expert on the phone today. This is actually our first call in too. Yeah. 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 We, we reached out to an expert. She runs a, an Instagram account called Enneagram and Coffee. And um, she runs workshops on this thing. She really knows what she's talking about. So we have her on the phone now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sarah Jane Case. Yeah. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Hi, Hi Sarah Jane. Thank Hi. you so much for calling in. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I, will, I will say first off, you're calling from Asheville, North mm-hmm, Carolina, mm-hmm. one of my favorite cities in the United States. Really? Yeah. I just. Oh, I love- I visited there one time a few years ago and it was just magical. So there's North Carolina connection there. And then Corey, I am born and raised in North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, But I've been to Asheville many, many times and love Asheville. And I will say this, like Asheville is one of the places where when I moved to New York years ago, I didn't really hear many people talking about it. And now Asheville is one of those places where so many people in New York are like, when I get out of this city, I'm moving to Asheville, North Carolina. So many people want to move to Asheville from, from New York. Yeah. I've never been to Asheville. John, you should move. I don't think I'm going there though. You're going there six months from today. I will move there. Oh man. (laughs) I'm sad. We'll lose you. Yeah. Well, and I'll have to call in. We'll call in together. Yeah. 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 You and Sarah Jane will call in from Asheville. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. We're great. Well, Sarah Jane, tell us real quick. Um, we sort of know, and and like the three of us have varying degrees of knowledge mm-hmm. about the Enneagram. Yeah. But from an expert, tell us and our listeners what the Enneagram is. Yeah. So the Enneagram is a map of human psyche, and it's basically broken down into nine specific personality types that all have different motivations, different fears that show up in. Uh, you know, behavior patterns, coping mechanisms, and just the way that we operate in the world through our character structure. Okay. So is it kind of like, um, is it like other personality typing systems like Myers-Briggs or I don't know what other ones are besides yeah, Myers-Briggs. I, I was under the impression that the Enneagram is like thousands of years old, that they like, that it's like been around for way longer than some of the others. Am, am I mistaken there? Maybe not thousands, so the, but it's ancient, right? The iteration that we know really came around in like the 60s, 70s. Um, and Gurdjieff is kind of the one who brought it to the States. And um, 
his his description we really can't be sure when he found it or how he found it like he kind of says he got it from afghanistan and um but there's really no way to have like proof of that but okay. we do know that he passed information on to other teachers when he came to the states and and really the iteration that we know with the subtypes and everything really formed in the 60s and 70s got it okay and there's a new york yeah. connection to that too isn't it isn't there a guy named don rizzo is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, Riso had some guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think one of them lived in New York City, I'm pretty sure. So there's oh, I love that. a New York City connection and a Sex in the City connection. So, so I guess the reason why we did this and um, is because the girls have such specific personalities, and I think that's one of the reasons why the show, any show, like Seinfeld and Friends, but sp- this is the show we're watching, they connect with people, mm-hmm. I think partially because they see themselves yeah. in the personalities and then it creates, I don't know, a way for people to relate to the characters and then rela- relate to life. So before we get into that, diagnosing the girls and talking about that, um, do you have any sort of relationship to Sex in the City? Have you seen the show? Are you a fan? Have you ever been to New York? Could you give us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I, you know, I had my high school, early college relationship to Sex and the City for sure, where I would like daydream about wearing all the fancy clothes and like moving to the city and making a name for myself and writing about my love life and people paying me for it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And and then I went to New York City and no offense, guys, it's just not for me. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. (laughs) What they said it was going to be. Took the subway Um, one time and was like, what is that smell? Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where are all the trees? (laughs) Um, But I do love this. I mean, the city's beautiful and, you know, and special in its own way. And I think there's that magic that I think sex in the city um, creates this like magical lore around, around New York City. That's really special. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm rustier on the show than you guys are at this point. Yeah. Well, we are, really know what. we're in the middle of season four. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, but I feel like we, it, so we don't know the whole show yet cause we're watching it all the way through, yeah. but we, I, I'd say oh. for, we're starting to even see some different sides oh, totally. of like some of the women, Samantha. And so I feel like we, we know, we, we know the show, I would say well enough to talk to you about, about their personalities. Yeah. And I think we I know think, the character archetypes pretty well. Yeah. That's important to say that we we're only doing the characters until where we are in the season. That's so true. If something big and major happens that changes true. their personality or their motivations. We're not privy to that, but yeah. we'll go with what mm-hmm. we know. Yeah. So let's choose a, let's choose, let's do all four girls and let's choose a first one. Well, what, what I think would be important uh, to understand is the, the description types of Enneagram. Okay. We know that's true. There's, there's nine, there's nine types types. Yes. There's nine distinct types. And, uh, and I think what's, you know, what is different between the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram is really that it's motivation based. So you can kind of exhibit a lot of different behaviors, but it's really why you're doing the things you do and what the way that you view the world. Um, and so I can like run through quickly and just kind of go over. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's type one, which is the, um, the type that's the perfectionist. They're focused on like being good, really focused on justice and being a good person, doing the right thing. Um, they tend to think that they know what the right thing is. Um, they have like an inner moral compass that's really strong and a harsh inner critic. And we have type two, which is the helper. Uh, they kind of walk through the world with the belief that they themselves don't have needs, but that 
everyone around them has a lot of needs and that they are they are the um, the ones who are needed and cannot be in need. So they kind of scan a room for for the needs of other people and really try to meet those needs. Mm. They're also very relational, um, very relationship oriented. We have type three, which is the achiever, and they're kind of the American ideal, right? Like the people who just focus on growing, being the best they can be. Yeah. Um, they want to climb the social ladder. Um, we have type four, which is the individualist. Type four is um, really focused on authentic emotion, really making sure that they can express themselves honestly and authentically. And um, they kind of have this belief that there's something inside of them that's missing that everyone else seems to have. Um, and that if they would just have that, then everything would be better. So that leads them to kind of seek for an identity um, in varying degrees. And we have type five, which is the investigator um, or the the observationist or the you know the observer. Um, so we have they tend to they really moderate their energy. So they kind of have this belief that their energy levels are um, always depleting and they have to replenish them. Mm. Um, they also their fears of being incompetent or incapable, and so they kind of fill that space with knowledge. And they usually become an incredible expert at usually one or two things, and um, can really become an expert in their field. Then we have type six, which is the, the loyalist, and the type six is kind of this um, push-pull with authority where they're really testing authority. They're always seeking out the truth that maybe isn't being spoken, mm. um, kind of testing people, wanting to prove that they can be loyal to them because once they are loyal, they're usually loyal for life. Um, and type six is also, um, they tend to really sort they tend to give up their inner authority and really seek feedback for um, permission to do the things that they want to be doing in the world and make sure that what they want to do is okay mm. um, to want to do. Mm. And we have tab seven, which is the enthusiast. Um, this person, they're motivated by freedom, by options, by not being restricted or limited. Um, they fear being trapped in emotional pain. So they really seek out happiness and happy experiences and um, tend to like to keep their options open, which can cause them to um, not commit or can cause them to want to really overindulge in the good things of life. Um, then we have type eight, which is the challenger. Type eight is driven by not being controlled. So they tend to take control in a situation as a way of um, not being controlled themselves. They also tend to go really, really hard. Um, they're usually very direct, not very afraid of conflict, usually pretty conflict forward, um, really value honesty and directness. Mm. And then we have type nine, which is the peacemaker. Type nine is motivated by their own personal peace of mind. And they tend to, um, in order to, like their childhood message, message that type nine receives is that it's really better for everybody if they're invisible. Mm. Um, and so what can happen with that is that they tend to try to um, blend in and, and create as little rift as possible, um, which can cause them to kind of lose themselves and not show up fully as they are. Okay. Wow. That was that was super helpful. That was really helpful. We have made some notes okay. and we have some hypotheses as to what the women are. <laughs> just yeah. right off the, the right when you started, I was just like I was like, okay, I'll just like wait for till I hear the one. And then the further it got in, the more I was like, oh my gosh, wait, humans wait. are complicated. I know. <laughs> it is it is interesting it being motivation based. Yeah. Because you're right. It's mm -hmm. like it like thinking about the characters 
it you're like oh this is why this person would do this and like the way the show is written you start to see like things get in people's way because they're trying to do one thing and so like you see how their personalities like kind of or their motivations are getting in their way of what they want but they're only acting out of trying to get what they want so it seems like it's like mm-hmm. pretty tailor-made to like a character development yeah. kind of thing and and i think it's worth yeah. the, I, I don't know a ton about the enneagram but i do know that this is a test that you should take for yourself and it's not some not your personality type shouldn't be prescribed to you by someone else. We were going to we were going to get uh, Cynthia Nixon in here, tell her to get completely into character, <laughs> and then take the test. And she she never emailed us back. It's, it's frustrating. Weird. And I so I think there's like a, it's fear based. So I think this, <laughs> that's so, true. So what she so what, what should, would she, would she be? <laughs> she's fear based? No, it's so, fear is her shadow side. Okay, so but but that but that that's correct. Like we're basically breaking conventional norms here by kind of judging someone and saying that they should be this. That's not something that you should generally practice if you are a, a parishioner of whatever yeah, of, a, of Enneagram. A follower of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think you are you're talking about something that's really important because when we're talking to our friends or family, you really can't prescribe a type because it's motivation. So it's all internal and we don't really know why people do what they do. We can yeah. only see what their actions are. Mm. Um, but I think it's really fun to play with this. I think it's people get kind of like ruly about it, like black and white, um, but they're fictional characters. I think, I think it's really fun to play with. Interesting. Corey, why don't you start off because you wrote down carries and we didn't do carries on the last one. Yeah. So why don't you say what it is and then why you thought that, and then we can uh, talk to Sarah Jane about it. Okay. So I had, I had, uh, um, preconceived notions of what I thought Carrie would be. I thought Carrie, so before, you know, everyone listens to our podcast knows who Carrie is, you know, who Carrie Bradshaw is. And, you know, Carrie is like, she's writing about her sex life and she's out there talking with everyone or like, she's out there wearing like fashion and like, you know, going out there whenever she's with all the girls at brunch, she basically keeps steering the conversation back to herself herself. all the time. We think that Carrie is probably the worst friend. Um, But she also has this thing where, you know, she does have this like kind of voracious thing where she's out there trying to live life and she's dating all these different guys. So, but I had this thing where I thought that she would be a nine because she seems kind of, and a nine you were saying is the peacemaker, um, that she's was like kind of indecisive, not necessarily landing anywhere. Um, and like, from what I've know, from what I've read, like they can be like a nine personality type can be in this way where it's like, they, they don't really know what they want. And I was like, Oh man. But then as you were talking about it, I feel like she might be, might line up with a four now because I'm, I'm on a website and they say the four is the individualist, uh-huh. sensitive, introspective, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed dick. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, yeah. And temperamental. So, and, and you also said that they always have this thing, like the, one of their motivations is they feel like there's something that, what was it? Like they can't, there's always something missing. Like they can't find. Yeah. And that to me does feel a little, I mean, for her line is I couldn't help but wonder. Like she's always wondering what yeah, she's the answer a, she's to the question is. She's always looking for a new pair of shoes. She's, she's always looking for a new pair of Manolos. Manolos. Yeah, chasing <laughs> the Manolos, man. So I don't know. I had, I feel like she could be a four because who are, who are some, are there like famous archetypes of what these numbers would be? Like, are there famous fours off the top of your head that, you know? Yeah. Um, I wonder if I have a specific, like a famous four in my mind. 
Um, we can also like look that stuff up because that's totally putting you on the spot. But um, yeah, no. So I think that there are a couple of different types that would look for something, you know. To so um, immediately, I think of seven and four. So four is going to look for um, the missing piece. So a lot of times you might hear type four say, "If I'd only gone to college, then mm. I would be successful, okay. or then I would be the thing I want to be." And they usually kind of try on different. Um, things about like the, instead of becoming a baker, they might say I'm a baker before they even ever start baking huh. because they're trying to find an identity. So they're trying to like find something that defines them in some definitive way. Um, then type seven is going to be the kind of person who like doesn't want to leave any stone unturned. Like they just like, I want to experience everything that life has to offer. I don't want to miss out on anything. Um, what if this is the like one experience that I was supposed to have that like led me to the amazing thing? Mm. Um, both of those types too are self-referencing, which would cause them to really want to talk about themselves and really want to, okay. um, the narrative would kind of always be around what they have to say. Carrie did, Carrie did make herself act like Big's wife before she was married to Big by cheating on him, on cheating on his wife with him. She basically got herself into a marriage being like, I want to be married to this guy one day, so I'll just sleep with his wife. So that's a four right there. All numbers can cheat. We know that. We're not saying that. No, we're not saying fours. We're not saying they're cheaters. We're just saying Carrie is a cheater. No. Um, Fours can kind of do this thing where they create a story around what a person could be for them. Wow. If in dating, like they might say like, oh, this is the, this person, if we were in a relationship, it would look like this. And then our life would be this I mean, magical, amazing thing. And then they get in that relationship and the reality of the relationship isn't as beautiful as the idea of the relationship well, was. So far where we're at in the show, there is sort of that, like she puts on these huge expectations on big and then he leaves and then she goes back to him, even though he's married and now with, with Aiden, she's kind of in a similar position of like, they're engaged right now. And we just know based on knowledge within pop culture that they're going to break up at some point. So I think she does do that. Like she does put a lot of expectation and kind of write some sort of future with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I, I guess I would ask if there's a difference between seven and four the enthusiast and the what's for the individualist the individualist yeah. is yeah. that it, it almost seems like she doesn't, um, she doesn't do experiences to be like, Oh, I love experiences. Like if she went to Disney world, it wouldn't be to have fun at Disney world. It'd be like, Oh my gosh, this will be a great thing to write about, to report on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to like talk about what, what we all think motivates her. We're talking like a lot about like her relationships, mm-hmm. but what is it that's driving her to buy clothes and shop so much and want to live this New York lifestyle? What is it? I mean, she's a very successful yeah. author. Like yeah. People tell her that they love her column and she's the best at it. So what is motivating her to kind of learn as much as she can about humans and human nature and sex and relationships? I think she wants to experience it. And I think she wants to like live the New York's lifestyle. I think yeah. anytime people watch the show and they say like, I wanted to be a Carrie. Like I want, I started smoking. Like Mm -hmm. they're wanting to live through her because she's living that life. So I do feel like she kind of, even when you watch the opening credits and she, Sarah Jessica Parker's kind of like looking up into the sky, like, you know, as she's walking to get splashed by a bus. Like I kind of feel like she is living in her head, like wanting to live that fantasy all the time. Yeah. 
And also, I think that's the motivation. Yeah. And I think, like, I think that's why she writes about love and sex in order to find happiness. And then she's also not, it's not shallow completely, but it's also like she gets to live that out to the max. So I feel like she's like an invest, Mm -hmm. like investigating where true happiness lies and then finding those ways and then like living fully into that. Yeah. But that's why I had her at a five. Oh. I feel like she has five mm-hmm. tendencies is that she is, she, she's an expert in what she does. She's the best right. sex writer, presumably in the city, which maybe that would mean the world. Mm-hmm. And she walks through life observing others and trying to gain knowledge and experiences from what she can see and, and, mm-hmm. and look in the world. And I think that's what motivates her relationships. It's what motivates her conversation with her friends. And it's what motivates her jobs is, is, the knowledge that she can suck from the world. Sarah Jane, what is a five again? Can you describe that again? Yeah, so the five is the investigator. So they are, um, they're very self-reliant. They're very, um, they, they spend a lot of time in research in, a, in an observational role. They're driven by being capable and competent. So they, um, they really want to know as much as they can about about the world. They don't want to be caught off guard in terms of having the right information. Mm. Um, they tend to really come alive when they talk about a topic that they know a lot on, mm. but maybe don't force themselves into a conversation if it's not something that they're particularly interested in. Um, a very five thing that I think Carrie does is that she doesn't want to give up her apartment. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like having her space to kind of go home to and retreat to, I think is a very five experience well, and and when she's living in close quarters with Aiden which happened right now they get in just a lot of that's like one of their huge arguments is like share when he like moves into her space I mean that's a whole episode yeah totally and um, then she and another thing it made me think of that too is when she comes home the way they resolve that episode is she's like I need my space and like close yeah, she curtains. needs to recharge the batteries yeah and she lays down on the bed but then after she experiences that She's like, okay, I'm good. I got what I wanted. And she goes back and sits with him, which I don't know if that's like an experiential thing that she had to feel it in order to be like, now I know what this is like. I can go back to him. I don't know. I have a, I have a specific question about something that really sparked a discussion with us, which was, and I, obviously you can be like, that eh, doesn't really apply to, apply to Enneagram. It's just like a thing from TV. But she, um, knowing that she's maybe a, maybe a four, maybe a five, maybe a seven, she, um, when she was with Big, she kind of got caught cheating on, she got caught by Big's wife. And then she kind of made the lame move to like go back in and apologize to what was her name? Nadia? Uh, Natasha. 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 Like Natasha. took her out to lunch and wanted to like smooth things over in a way that when one of the types, I think four said self-absorbed, I was like, that just seems like a crazy thing to yeah. do. Is there any sort of, since it's motivation-based, like maybe why someone would do something like that? Yeah. So I could, I could see a, um, I could see a type two wanting to do that because they wouldn't want anyone to not like them. Like they Mm. would want Mm. to ensure that people liked them. Um, And I think a type a type seven might do that because they want to move on from the guilt because they just want to be in a happy space. Mm -hmm. Um, A type four, um, I think a type four, maybe in a five, both might be more inclined to not take action on that. Like they're going to be a little bit more in like 
action repressed mm-hmm. um, and less like inclined to pursue other people. They might want to be pursued, but they may not, may not pursue that um, themselves. So maybe. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's interesting because she is the central, she's the central character. And so I, I feel like in some ways when you're the central character of a TV show and then have to write be the most relatable there there has to be yeah such a mishmash I know. of like and we see yeah. that sometimes character wise you're like uh she's a she's like got a broader spectrum yeah sometimes because that, that could be why everyone sees a little bit of carry yeah. inside of them like, yeah. there's things that carrie does where i'm like whoa i i operate just like that mm. Mm. and that's mm, big. Other thing. yeah that's big you saying that because you are not don't a, care for her don't care for her. that's yeah. why i think i thought at one point that maybe she was a nine because don't they say that nine encompasses a lot of the types in one they can kind of like chameleon themselves yeah absolutely they can kind of a lot of times they say when you're typing as a nine you might relate to all the numbers except for nine um because you really kind of merge a little bit with the people you're engaging with to make mm. them comfortable the peacemaker um, e- easygoing yeah. self-effacing receptive reassuring and agreeable complacent yeah mm-hmm. yeah hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's let's uh because we have three other women yeah, to three, go yep. through. Let's get uh an official um number four carry. This I I have one. Let's everybody have one in our head. Okay, and then we can say what it is and do five seconds of why. I have mine. But I want to wait until you guys have yours. But I have mine. Uh, John, do you have yours? I don't have mine. I don't have mine. I'm going to say... I just want to hear yours, Kevin. (laughs) I am going to say that she is a four, which is the individualist. And I say that because it said dramatic and (laughs) (laughs) self-absorbed. That's that's my main reason. And I, I do think she is an individualist in certain in certain ways so um liking her own space and doesn't i yeah i feel like the individualist makes sense to me that's why she like has her own column she likes to write out her own thoughts and she really likes to think about her take on the world so that's that's i feel comfortable saying she's an individualist i'm gonna go with a five okay i still think she she's she's walking through this world trying to get as much knowledge as she can and we saw last week when she was out at that uh, that new bar, she she eventually uh, got that got sick of the social situation and needed to head home to to Aiden and recharge the batteries. So Just, yeah, a little yeah. secretive, a little, an investigator. Yeah, she I can see that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with a four. Um, I was really leaning towards a seven when you were talking about how. She would want to just absolve herself of guilt by just getting it out there. And I feel like she has a lot of moves like that. But the thing, I I mean, I think it's funny and I agree with what Kevin said about how she can be self-absorbed, but also they say that, um, yeah, the introspective thing. I feel like she's incredibly introspective. That's the whole thing of the show. She's always sitting down being like, what's the question of the week? I couldn't help but wonder. And she's constantly processing through what it means to like ask these questions and live like this in New York. So I would say a four. You know what's awesome though? It's like we have an expert 
with us in exactly. our presence right now. And so she can tell us how Sarah, wrong we are. <laughs> Sarah Jane, do you have a thought on what Carrie Bradshaw's Enneagram number is? I'm torn. So I'm torn between six and four. So Ooh. I think swinging a miss for this I guy. <laughs> that like <laughs> I see the like aspect of like living your life and reflecting on it and sharing that with people. I think that's a very four experience. Um, and then I I kind of see like that indecisiveness, the really relying on her friends um, for feedback, the way that she keeps giving big chances over and over and over again. She's like very loyal to him. Mm. Um, and she kind of has a little bit of anxiety, I think. Mm -hmm. So I could, pl I, I kind of think six or four, those are the two. And, and for six, it's the loyalist. This thing I'm reading mm -hmm. says committed security oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious, suspicious, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. wow. Well, that's great. I mean, I'm I'm looking on a website that says famous fours, and Prince was a famous four, and he was really into fashion. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah, she's, up. Well, it for sixes, up. some famous sixes, I have Mark Twain, oh, and he, oh, was he was a writer. There you go. And also Sigmund Freud, who is kind of I don't know. He was the original sex column. They, it's, <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder why do these and, young boys want to fuck their moms? Kind of knows Trey, and Trey wants to fuck his mom. So. <laughs> <it's all. laughs> Okay, so you know it's the it's it's She's six, a six. six degrees of Enneagram, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. All right, so that's where we're at. No, I think I think a problem that I have is I think everyone is a five. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you are. I think it's are, because I am. Because <laughs> I just uh -huh. I just want everyone to be like me. I guess this well, is pretty awesome. Dude. On this Thank you. on this on this website, it has it has one of the most famous sixes of all time, Lord of the Rings, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of the most famous of all time. Um, oh, man. Well, she is on a search. Uh, she is about to destroy a ring pretty soon. So, Dude, could you imagine a, <laughs> could you imagine a fan fiction of Carrie and her friends going to Mordor to okay, destroy the one real, ring? Real Ooh. quick, just two minutes, not even yeah. two minutes, one minute. If, if, if we do, yeah, it's Carrie. Who's her, who's her Samwise Gamgee? Is uh, it, is it Charlotte? Dude, Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Who, well, then who's Smeagol? Who's Gollum? Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> Love it. Okay. All right. Let's. All right. Cool. We, we, that was great. We spent, was a, great. Lot we spent a lot of time on Carrie. Carrie. She's the main character. Yeah. Let's, in let's, that uh, let's, let's pick up the pace Samantha? a little bit with, with the other, the other women. Well, yeah, let's, let's go, go to Samantha. Who do we want to go with? Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Samantha Jones. Okay. So Samantha Jones, quick flyover. We know who she is. She's, she does PR. Um, she's super sexually free and doesn't like to be tied down except when it's insects. Um, she uh she's dated a ton of people she's really adventurous um and she likes to speak her mind um and she's also a really good friend yeah, to the other insanely women super, loyal. insanely loyal but i think her motivation is pleasure she's a hedonist she mm. she is motivated by her her sexual fulfillment. I would also say her motivation is independence. She doesn't yeah. want to be yeah. she doesn't want to be held back by anybody. Yeah, and freedom, freedom and adventure, and not being tied down. Yeah, I think are one. But it's but it seems like, and we've talked about this. Like sometimes it seems in a way that since it's television, not always completely emotionally grounded. But I would say more so than any person I've ever met in actual real life seems very secure in that. Doesn't necessarily seem like 
what are you chasing? You're going to be sad soon. It's like, she really does seem free and individualistic in that way. And, yeah. and a hedonist in like a way that it's like, she really does love pleasure. So, yeah. um, so, uh, Sarah Jane, do you have any thoughts on Samantha Jones, Kim Cattrall's character? Yeah, I think like she felt to me feels like the most straightforward in a sense. Um, so I think that she has a lot of those seven tendencies, a lot of that, like, I want to experience all the pleasure of the world. I want to leave no stone unturned. I want to experience everything. Options are the best possible mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Don't tie me down. Um, she's also extremely confident and sevens tend to have like a strong sense of self-worth. Um, and then she has a lot of eight too, where she's just not afraid to say things straightforward. Mm -hmm. She's not really concerned totally. about whether you receive what she has to say well or not. Mm. Um, and that loyalty and protectiveness of an eight um, over her friends and that like, she has kind of that ooey gooey warm heart with like a hard outer shell, mm. um, which is a very eight experience. Do you know what I, on this website I'm looking at, which is the Enneagram Institute. That sounds legit. Is that legit or is that just made up legit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super legit. Okay, yeah. okay cool. it says uh, for sevens, which that was my first note that I put down was Samantha seven. Yeah, yeah. and um, and their basic desire. It says on this website, the basic desire of a seven is to be satisfied. <laughs> Which, that like, in a Samantha Jones, in just like a very pure sexual sense, is like she would be pretty straightforward about yeah. that. Um, and it says to be satisfied and content, dash to have their needs fulfilled. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, that's 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 her right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, also good to know Galileo needs needs to be fulfilled as well. He's a, he's a seven as well. Yeah. Uh, you you mentioned that she has some eight tendencies, and I know there's a thing in Enneagram mm -hmm. called the wing. That's like mm -hmm. so you can be like it's it's kind of like primary and secondary. Is that what that is? Yeah, so you can really lean into one of the types on either side of you. So as a seven, she could have a six wing or an eight wing. Okay, and um, I would be shocked if Samantha wasn't a seven wing eight. Really, eight. Yeah. Eight says the the challenger. Sorry, I'm. I get. I I need the I need the title. The title always helps the me. Title. Yeah. Well, I'm looking on Enneagram Institute, which we know is legit now, and they say the seven with an eight wing is the the name they give it is the realist. Which I will I won't say Samantha's oh, a realist. Extremely well, realist. that's that's kind of how she like drops that great advice to be a friend. Like, yeah, she'll let you go your way. Yeah. but she's she'll not, also be she's like kind of sugarcoat and she's, anything. She's yeah. done that to multiple people mm -hmm. in the show. And yeah. if they said like screw you, she'd be like, "Well, okay. I screw you." Like that's fine. I I was just saying it like I see it. Yeah, yeah, totally. She calls him like she sees him. You know who else is an Enneagram Seven with an eight wing? Who? Iggy Azalea. Because oh, she says, yeah. first thing first, I'm a realist." That is <laughs> <laughs> first things first, I'm a realist. Enneagram Seven Eight with the <laughs> can't rap. All right, let's. All right. I thought you were gonna say me because I'm a seven wing eight. And oh, you I are. You're gonna be like, you know who else is a seven wing oh. eight? That was a very seven experience of mine to be like, this must be about me. <laughs> well, do, wait, do, do you, you do you relate to Samantha then? Okay, so they say that the character that on a show that annoys you the most is probably the one that has your number. Um, and so I think Samantha kind of irritates me the most because she struggles with the things I struggle with, you know? Wow. I'm like, just make different choices. But, yeah. Mm. Um, That's so but interesting. But I'm not here making all the same ones. Okay. <laughs> That's really interesting. I, I feel like I, yeah, I think that's what she is. Let's go to, mm -hmm. you guys want to do Miranda or Charlotte next? 
Let's do Mar- let's do Charlotte. Let's next. do Charlotte. We'll end with Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Because we should all be Mirandas. We should all be um, Mirandas. So Charlotte is. Um, I mean, I'll say a little. She she works at an art gallery. She's she's very professional. I just this just comes to mind. She has a very like proper, the most like classic way of dressing. Like very yeah, like upscale. I don't know, waspy, like, waspy, but like not like like. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough female clothing brands, but just like, like I think she, always she, like upscale J Crew, upscale J Crew, exactly. Ann Taylor, Ann Taylor, Ann Taylor yeah, Loft, Loft, yeah. yeah, Loft. Um, but she has an intense desire and has from the beginning of the show to be married and to have children. Um, she. Uh, lives on the Upper East Side in like she didn't she want it what she wanted to have like a classic six or something yeah. like that it was yeah. like a very well known uh, type of apartment to have that yeah. is sort yeah. of uh, she sort of reminds me of someone maybe from like a liberated person like from the fifties that's like this is yeah. how it is you get married you have kids you live in I this think, place yeah I think image is very important for Charlotte image yeah. is very she important. has to fit with the image that she has in her mind of what she is. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that in the last episode with the uh, home and garden magazine that yes. wanted to do a special mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Yes. She had to appear this certain way. And she had to wear very important. Her. Yeah. She had to wear her pearls. Yeah. And then she also, um, she also, when um, Carrie or no, when Miranda was pregnant, she did take it a little bit personally that Miranda got pregnant Right. And that she was going through IVF at the time. So there was like something that she was a little bit like it definitely encroached on her mm-hmm. emotionally mm. um, or it hurt her feelings that they talked about that. And she just had to like get up and leave. Yeah. Um, and then also, I don't know, I think any number is probably susceptible to this, but it's important to note she did get crabs in the hand. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't know. What that, I think that goes around the circle of the Enneagram. Yeah. yeah. It's anyone like can anyone get can get crabs, but anyone you know, I just wanted to say she was pretty chill about it. She wasn't just like, ah, she was just like, hey, you know, sometimes also, you get crabs. Also, she had she slept a shmuel yeah. who was the uh Orthodox Jew. Yeah. And so she, you know, like she's she's dated a lot of different kinds of guys. Yeah. She's wa- she's, she's waspy, she, but she's not anti-Semitic, which that, is important. That is, very, that is some wasps. Some wasps that's like no. <laughs> she's not. No, she's accepting of a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah. She yeah. dressed up as a man for that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got a little adventure in her. So um, so yeah, that's that's uh, half that's Kevin. That's Kevin's take on Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, any thoughts, Sarah? Any, any thoughts, Sarah Jane, on Charlotte York? Yeah. So you touched on something really important when you said that she's image conscious. Ooh. So um, there is an image triad in the Enneagram. So types two, three, and four are very focused on how they're being perceived. Um, I would assume my guess is that she's either a two or a three. Um, there is a fun element of the Enneagram called subtypes, which kind of breaks down your um, instincts, your survival instincts. And so I would guess that Charlotte is a sexual three from what I've heard. Um, And a sexual three is um, they really focus on being the achiever, you know, have being the ideal, but more so in terms of attractiveness, um, in terms of having like an ideal, um, being an ideal partner to a potentially procreate. Oh, oh wow, that is so interesting. Yeah, procreate thing hits home. Definitely. I'll definitely say my yeah. assessment was that if we, if I knew about these subtypes, I'd say she's a sexual ten. Yeah, she's definitely a ten. <laughs> um, Kevin's a big fan of Charlotte. Um, yeah. well, that's that's uh, that's interesting because I guess that, um, she's definitely like even the way she met Trey, 
it was like she got hit by the cab or he did who got hit by she knows she was about the, to she's about to and she fell down and then he got out of the cab yeah and, and he it yelled was, at the cab driver and like rescued her but it was like then when she saw him it was like she immediately saw a mate that's also why it's been so painful to watch her not be able to procreate with him because mm. it's like she saw his hair she saw his suit she talked about how he's a doctor and she's like oh family time yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she is really, yeah, she is really image conscious just in like, just how her apartment looks. Is there, oh, a, totally. is there a sexual two? There is a sexual two. Um, so is, so the sexual two is really the seductive ones. They're mm. really like, you know, if you ever engage with someone and they kind of talk really slowly, they move really slowly, you feel like they're um, trying to put you in a trance. Um, that's kind of a sexual two energy. Um, but I could see Charlotte as a self-preservation too. Self-preservation twos kind of have this youthful quality about them that makes you feel like you need to protect them. Um, mm. And they really want to be, you know, they would have that like relationships are the most important thing to me element of a two um, with the desire to be loved for exactly who they are, not necessarily for what they do for you. Interesting. That's, okay. Yeah. I have right here, this is the helper, which is two. It says, um, caring, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. I think possessive, possessive, may, but this is the thing I find interesting. It says, basic fear of being unwanted, unworthy of being loved. The sexual stuff that her and Trey go through of like, totally. yeah. Trey not wanting to sleep with her was super painful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then she, when they, like, when they broke up over sexual issues, cause he, he couldn't get it up. Then she found out it was basically just like he was into like porn, basically yeah. like a magazine called jugs. And I know it's kind of funny, but I'm trying to take it seriously. But, <laughs> but that when they got back together, it was sparked by the fact that all of a sudden he wanted to sleep with her, like in a cab or like yeah. in these adventurous places. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally connected to being like, being wanted and being loved. And that says it's the basic fear and the basic desire is to feel loved. So I feel like mm -hmm. that right there and then to get back in the relationship and then not be able to have kids. It's just like a one, two punch. Yeah. 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 So my, my question in that would be, do we think that that happened because she felt like he didn't want her in terms of their, their relationship or she wasn't lovable? Or do we think that happened because she wanted to know that she was the most attractive person to him? Um, because if it was about her attractiveness, then it would be a very sexual three motivation. And if it was about their, um, their connection and her worthiness of love, then it would be a two. I think it's two. I think it's connection and worthiness. What do you think? I mean, I, I keep going back to the image thing because she keeps, because it seems like her wanting a baby. Well, it's, there's, there's so much stuff about her wanting the perfect life with yeah. him. The, the life image, that she thinks that she deserves. Yes. And, yeah. and, and that's why we've said it's so interesting that like, it doesn't work out with Trey is like, she's wanted that more than all the other women. All she talks about, I mean, she went out with a dude and on their like second date, they were looking at dinner. They were looking at China yeah. for weddings. So like, and it, it wasn't, his was different than what she had in yeah. her mind. So they broke up. Exactly. So like, that's so image conscious. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, the getting back together with Trey, the motivations on that is tough because 
I, I thought it was that she was like, okay, good. We're going to get back together and fall in love and have this perfect life and everything will be fixed. Like that's the motivation there. I think it's, it's not necessarily that she's desired. I think it just seems to me, it just seems like it's not like she went through something of like, am I ugly? Like, am I pretty enough for you? It definitely seemed like, why? That's true. She's never, it, it, there's never been a thing where she's ever seemed like she cares. It doesn't even come into her mind that like, I'm unworthy and I don't look good. It's, it's, it's not that. Like she doesn't ever think that she's. I, is, uh, my thought is it's more connected to like, why do you want to be married to me? Not why do you, are you, are you attracted to me? It's like, why'd we get, cause they waited, he waited the whole time. And then he's like, they didn't even have sex after they got married, which. Right. I'm no doctor, but that seems like a red flag to me. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let let's move on to Miranda. Well, let's let's we, do let's our, land on something with Charlotte. Which or do you want to wait and come back to Charlotte? No, let's 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 uh, let's finish on Charlotte and then and then oh, and I then got we'll you. Do Miranda okay, here. okay. I would say um, I I definitely think it's a helper. That's that's my guess. I'm actually I think it's I think it's that too. I think it's also a two, the helper, because I think the three. Aren't the threes like you said, like very American, like super motivated? There's not a thing where Charlotte's out there wanting to set the world on fire. Like she, she does want this kind of like perfect little family relationship. So I think it's a two. I think she's a five. <laughs> <laughs> I think she like knows a lot about Home and Garden magazine. She's looking for that knowledge. She knows a lot about art in her art gallery, and she she likes uh, knowledge. What's 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 Shmuel, John? A ten. He's a five. <laughs> um, okay. What do you, What do you think, Sarah Jane? Um, I'm gonna settle with three. I think. Oh wow! I think because of the China, that um, oh. she picked China over a man. Oh, okay. there you go. I'm All right. Roll with that, and okay. it just adds variety. She's yeah. just like President Trump. He's picked China over his own country. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He's a three. Um, all right. So the final one, Miranda. Um, she is, uh, she's a lawyer. She's, uh, she's a partner at her firm. Mm -hmm. Big time achiever. She Big owns her, made achiever. Par she made partner. Owned her own apartment. Owns her own apartment. Has a housekeeper. I think uh, she, she's also just like, like really right now having a moment of like the modern working liberated mm -hmm. yep. woman, liberated. Um, she wears a bucket hat over a parka. She was, yeah. she wears a bucket hat over her. Very important. Um, but she, I, but I think adds like more than just like I'm liberated. It's not just sexual. It's like no, like I carve out my own fucking path. Yeah, yeah. I'll have kids. I'll, I'll have it all. Yeah, I'll have kids, and my husband will stay at home, yeah. and I'm gonna crush it in the law game. And also, I think in her dating life, like not not always like as glamorous in terms of like clothes and stuff like that. But like when she gets out there. She like gets out there and like gets some dudes and like dates yeah, and like she does get, work dates like cool guys and like gets successful guys. So like she is motivated too. Yeah. So freaking catch. Do you do you have uh, any any ideas on Miranda Hobbs ESQ? Yeah. So my first two guesses for Miranda are either type one, um, which has a, a strong sense of morality, a strong sense of right and wrong, mm. very justice oriented. Yeah. Um, and that's from like my very fuzzy memory of Miranda. Um, and then my other guess would be type eight, just because she's kind of like no nonsense. I'm going to do what I want. I can have it all. Um, and a lot of times female eights have to really fight for their place in the world because mm. our society is not really suited 
Um, and so I, I kind of really see Miranda as like a, a trailblazer. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Well, it says type one, the reformer. Is there something that like very highly motivated lawyers, is there, is there one of, um, I don't know. Do you ever think about like people's jobs end up more in certain things? Well, couldn't, couldn't like anyone, like couldn't a, a lawyer be any number because it's all depends on what motivates them. Do they want people to be, it could, but they, I would guess that there are more musical theater performers or more extroverts than introverts. You know, I don't know. Maybe not though. I, is yeah, there... well, both eight and one have like a strong sense of right and wrong. Okay. Um, type ones really want, they can type ones kind of see the world like everyone's orienting based off of their personal inner compass of like what is right and wrong. And everyone who's ignoring that is kind of acting out. Um, type eights tend to think like my way is the right way. And you, you know, everyone needs to follow and they will like tell you directly where the type one might kind of quietly criticize themselves and therefore that can come out as criticism toward other people. Mm, that's super interesting. Well, I think she's an eight and I don't care what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the challenger that's eight dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, confrontational. I feel like she's definitely open. I think yeah. I'm thinking of that at thrift, thrift shop with Carrie or at the, they were in oh, a yeah. store of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when they had that big blow up fight. That yep. was definitely her confronting her. And I also don't really see her much like quietly criticizing herself. Like there are times when she'll get a little bit like that. But like when she was eating mm -hmm. chocolate cake out of the trash and stuff, like she wasn't, she didn't like then go back and be like, what am I doing? Why? She, she, she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. She and when, criticized herself pretty harshly when the uh, Chinese food restaurant knew her, knew her order. That's true. She was shamed into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when, uh, Magda, her housekeeper, founder vibrator, founder vibrator. And she was like, here's the deal. This is mine. Yeah. Like I am a, I'm a single woman who has an apartment and I use battery operated sex devices. I'm, like, de I'm decisive. I'm willful. I'm confrontational. Leave. I am Miranda. I am Miranda. I am Miranda Hobbs. Hear I, me roar. I wrote that was the one of the other notes I put, I put down eight. And when you said eight and rethinking re about it, I think she's an eight. I think she's, <laughs> I think she's a challenger. Hmm. Corey, what do you think she is? Uh, I think she's an eight as well. She's clearly a five. Let yep. me tell you why. <laughs> we don't know what kind of law she practices, but if she's like some sort of tort or contract lawyer, she's going to need to spend a lot of time gaining specific knowledge about it, cases, yeah. laws. And I think she uh, is in her office a lot, draining her energy, and then she needs to go home be with her vibrator, be with her Kung Pao chicken <laughs> to recharge her battery. She's clearly a five. I rest my case. <laughs> okay. Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane, what do you think? I think she's an eight. Damn yeah. it. Well, well John, John, do you think in the wing game, do you think she's got a wing at all? Uh, um, I think she would have a nine wing. She's really, I, she feels really grounded. Huh. Um, She's very much like a double body type would be my guess, like Ooh. inner body. Mm. Ooh. Fully present. Well, she's, she went on that run. She did that runner. They're run, working out. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. She dated the runner and, um, she, yeah, yeah. I think she'd be an eight with a nine. All right, okay. let's do one guy. One guy. Who, who's it going to okay, be? Okay. Here, here's the, here's the, here's the options. We can do Steve, we can do Aiden, or we can do big. Who are we going to do? Let's do... Let's don't do big. Let's hey, do Steve. Steve or let's do Steve. Steve. Let's do Steve. Okay. So you, Steve, do you know about Steve? Steve is Sarah a bomb. Jane? No, I'm kidding. She's yeah, Steve was Miranda's 
baby daddy? Yeah, yeah, Miranda's baby daddy. Am I spoiling something? No, 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 no. we know we, that. We actually do a podcast within a podcast in this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> it's called Steve Talk? This is called Steve Talk. Yeah. It's a favorite time. It's a favorite guy. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. Welcome to Steve Talk. <laughs> We're we're very oh, fortunate. Amazing. Thank you. We're very fortunate to be joined by Steve. Um, Steve, if you could just tell us a little bit uh, what what motivates you, and we can get a oh, we can get a man. number associated to you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, I think that I'm motivated, you know, a lot by a lot of things. You know, I'm. I mean, a lot of times I'm motivated by Miranda. You know, I would love for her to call me. Just call me back, you know? Like, it just, but it's it's like I'm motivated by the hunt of it, you know? Because I just saw her and I was like, you know, that's a tough broad, you know? She's a, she's a pisser. And so what, I'm also motivated by uh, sports. I love playing basketball. You know, I love to go down to the West Fort Courts and, you know, but I also have this thing in me where I, I started that bar scout with, uh, you know, with Aiden and like, I'm a businessman. I'm from New York and I know this town. So I got that. But I'm generally a pretty nice guy. You know, I like to, but don't cross me because I'll get pissed. You know, I'll throw a chest pass really hard at you. <laughs> All right. Well, knowing I, that, can we, can we get a, uh, a, a personality profile for, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear let's hear if you have a personality profile for, for Steve. What you got? What do you got this? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about little Steve here? Um, so I think I would guess Steve is either a nine or a four. Um I think because either way, I think he's action repressed. So I think he's like less inclined oh. um to be action forward. Oh. I think he's really interested in um, making Miranda happy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think the difference would be if the, the nine is that he wants to maintain peace, he wants to maintain his peace of mind, he wants to not make risks, or the four if he um, really likes the experience of creating um, a beautiful life with somebody mm. and um, finds that really romantic. Well, you know, one thing I think is interesting is when he rushed in to get engaged yeah. to her, yeah. he like borrowed a ring or took the ring that was like that Aiden didn't use <laughs> and then asked her to marry. And then she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, all right. And then he just left. Yeah. And so it was like, that was his chance to be action oriented. And then instead he was just like, all right, never mind, and just left. I so, mean, a ring is expensive, and I was also on the shift at Scout at that point. <laughs> I mean, I had to get back, Kevin. Well, thank you for uh, for joining us on Steve Talk. This this was a great episode. It's a Thanks, guys. It's a favorite guy. It's Steve Talk. Miranda. All right, we're back. Listen, um... Sarah Jane, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you so much for uh, doing this with us. This was incredible. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast. Um, can you, we, we're going to, we're going to do, you're going to um, have some Sex in the City stuff up on, on your, uh, oh, someone just had, a, someone turned on a fax machine. <laughs> I like that people are still using faxes. Um, you're going to have some stuff on your Instagram account about sex in the city, but can you just tell us a little bit about where people can find you and what they can find and, and all that stuff? 
Yeah, so you can find the Instagram account, Enneagram and Coffee. Over there, I do lots of different Enneagram-related memes and, and posts. And we're going to have a Sex in the City one coming very soon in collaboration with you guys. And then I have a podcast called Enneagram and Coffee as well. And if you want to hang out with me just as a person, I have a personal account called Sarah Jane Case where I do a little bit more just outside of the Enneagram talk. Cool. And Amazing. and you do conferences and, and that what better reason to uh, go down to Asheville yeah. and do like a little private sesh. Yeah. Learn about your yeah. personality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so, so, so much. I hope this was uh, enjoyable for, for you. It's, <laughs> it's actually, it's this, uh, we got so many messages on the last one and it's helped us like yeah. learn more about ourselves as well. Yeah. So really thanks for taking this seriously and, and doing this. It really, we really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, this was it. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. This was a blast. Yeah. Thank we'd love to have you and, and we'd love to have you come to New York and uh, we'd love to watch an episode of Sex and oh, the City that'd be amazing. You. That'd be so great. All right. Oh, well, that's my living dream. <laughs> Next time you're here, look yeah. us up. All right. We'll okay. we'll see you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>